Welcome to Top Dealer Podcast, the show where we talk innovative and disruptive automotive dealer strategies from around the world with some of the leading general managers and owners of dealerships and help you understand what you can do today to future-proof your business and to go to the next level. I'm Dave Benson and our co-host is Glenn Lundy. Ready for strategies? Let's tune in. This week's episode is sponsored by Carloan.com. If your dealership is looking to grow its special finance department, Interactive Financial Marketing's Carloan.com lead program will do exactly that. They're the largest generator of organic, exclusive leads in the automotive industry, spending around a million dollars per month in PPC. Tell them the Hustle and Grind team sent you for pricing that you will love. Check out their website at www.interactivefmg.com. Welcome to the Top Dealer Podcast. I'm Dave Benson, and this is the show that you learn about the innovative and disruptive automotive dealer strategies from around the world from the very best in the business. And this week's episode is absolutely no different. We have Mike Anderson, who's the owner of Anderson Ford in Lincoln, Nebraska, joining us today. And Mike has been nominated for Time Dealer of the Year 2019, which is an absolute honor to have him on the program. He is he's somebody that, uh, that, that delves into his community that really uh, goes beyond the walls and looks after people beyond the walls of the dealership. He's also um, received the Better Business Bureau Integrity Award in 2012. And it is an absolute privilege to have you on the show today. Welcome, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dave. It's an absolute honor. Absolute honor. So tell me, look, let's get straight to the point. We like to, uh, we like to ask you, most importantly, what are, what are you doing to be announced or to be nominated as a Time Dealer of the Year nomination? Well, I, uh, I suppose it probably has to do a lot with just a lot of the things we're doing in our communities that we uh, do business in. We, uh, you know, I, I bought this business from my dad uh, 10 years ago, roughly. And, uh, you know, when I did that, I, I, uh, my, my whole goal was to just uh, run this business different and to be a different kind of company. And, and I came across a uh, another company outside of our industry that uh, that I heard about uh, by the name of uh, Tom Shoes. I don't know if you ever heard of that organization, but their whole business model is you buy a pair of shoes from me, and I'm going to give a pair of shoes to somebody in need. And and I just thought, how cool is that for a for-profit business to have a a, a mission of helping others? And so that's kind of really how uh, our uh, mission and our values and everything were really formed is around that idea of taking this strength that we have of being able to sell cars, fix cars and do all these things and uh, take the profits that we generate from that and help people, uh, you know, uh, in our markets around this idea of, of uh, giving them uh, vehicles uh, or fixing their cars for free or just, uh, you know, um, be able to give people a hand up in life, I guess, uh, when it comes to an, an automotive need. So right. uh, that's I've kind of we've kind of tailored our whole uh, business model and our whole uh, values and missions that we as an organization around that concept. It's fantastic, Mike. I know you do a lot of work, uh, not just in your own hometown, but you're doing uh, some international work uh, in India. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, this uh, gal that I uh, met just through our church, you know, that's, uh, you know, uh, one of our one of our things, we felt like if we're really a business that's uh, operating, you know, with this mission, we felt like we had, uh, there had to be four impact areas that we had to focus on, one of them being our people, one of them is our communities that we do business in, our industry that we're in, and then the world. And so part of our world piece is we've partnered up with uh, this uh, company called Hope Venture that they uh, are helping these kids in uh, third world countries uh, to get an education and try to better themselves in life. And so it was kind of something that really uh, struck a chord with us. It's a local uh, nonprofit here uh, in Nebraska, and that's one of uh, our world uh, impact pieces that we've uh, partnered up with. Fantastic. It's so empowering to have been in the automotive industry for 17 years, but you know, often you, you come across dealerships that are just focused on profit and we're just focused on, you know, how we can get the next buck for ourselves and, you know, the next, uh, whatever it might be, uh, the next purchase, the next acquisition. Um, but it's amazing to hear, you know, uh, from you, Mike, that you, you've got not just a local, but global uh, aspect. Talk to me about, you said that, you know, one of the, the key aspects of building your business was people. One of the things that we're passionate about at uh, Top Dealer and Rise and Grind and Hustle and Grind and, and all our, our ventures with sales hustlers is culture and how we eradicate negative stigmas uh, associated with the car business and how we build the right culture within our organizations. <clears throat> Tell us a little bit about what you're doing to, uh, to focus on the people in your organization. Well, you know, there's some things we do, you know, we do have uh, a benevolence fund that we, uh, you know, we obviously our people, you know, we try to look at, you know, how we're paying them within our industry. And we, you know, NADA produces those guides on an annual basis. And we try to make sure that every role we have uh, is well compensated. We, uh, you know, people do fall on hard times and we do have benevolence where we, you know, help help our own people uh, out of situations and give them a hand up. We, um, one of the things we uh, look at every year is we, uh, we, we call it an Andy award where we, uh, we have our defined core values as an organization. And then every year uh, we uh, recognize uh, those people that work for us that are really living uh, the values out day in and day out with examples of how that looks. And again, you know, we give them a really nice, uh, uh, you know, uh, awards and we, uh, recognize them at our annual Christmas party. So, uh, you know, I guess, you know, we do pay for, uh, uh, we encourage people to go and, um, do, uh, you know, work for a nonprofit, uh, because I feel like, you know, if you are really uh, out there trying to help somebody else, it really makes you feel better. And so the more we can encourage our people and our uh, stores to do those things. Uh, it's going to just give them a better sense of purpose in life, I feel. And uh, so we do pay for them to do that. Um, I love it. I love what, you know, when I read up about you, Mike, uh, and, you, you know, I, I saw this quote, which was using the business as a tool to help other people that are less fortunate is the most rewarding aspect of my retail automotive career. Like you're, you're focusing on people in the business um, through benevolent funds and, and the, the ability to get them involved in, in giving back. It sounds like you're, you know, you're basically you're not running a car dealership. It sounds like you're running a mission organization. Well, that's basically the way we look at that. Yeah, we look at it as a business that's on a mission. And, uh, and it, is, uh, it gives you greater purpose. I've, 
you know, I've lost my father, I've lost my son, they've passed away. And, and, you know, when you start losing loved ones around you and you start looking at really, why am I here? You know, uh, it really gives you a greater purpose to realize that you're here for something more than just trying to run a business that generates profits. I mean, you have to generate profits to stay in business and, and to be able to do the things you want to do. So you got to run an excellent organization in that regard. But but when you look at the, the greater purpose of why am I here and you keep that as the guidepost uh, for the organization, it does, uh, it just gives you more meaning, I guess, in coming to work every day. Yeah, that's a really that's fantastic. That's the way we look at that. Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah. Uh, look, I know that you, uh, I, want, I want you to tell us a little bit about your, uh, your, your, your back history. You, you spent some time in the NFL. Yeah, well, I, I was fortunate enough to, uh, out of high school, I got an opportunity to play, uh, I got a scholarship to play football in Nebraska back in the 90s when we were actually had some pretty decent teams. I got an opportunity to play for some great leaders. Coach Osborne was our coach. I I was fortunate enough to, uh, I was a free agent with the New York Jets and uh, when Pete Carroll was the head coach that year, and I think he was a really great leader, got an opportunity to play for him. And then, uh, and then I had an opportunity to go play over in Europe, uh, in NFL Europe, when they were first getting that started again back in the mid-90s. And so, yeah, I had a lot of great experiences in football and uh, really uh, gave me a lot of, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, I guess perspective on, on uh, or build a lot of relationships with a lot of great guys over the years and get to experience a lot of great leadership. I was fortunate with that. Great. So, so tell me how you're, how does like the, the team environment from your football playing days, how does that, how does that correlate into how you build teams now in your dealerships? Well, the biggest thing for me is I remember the perspective of when you're in high school and college playing sports, you know, you really know you're on a team, you're, you know, you're going to be there for a certain period of time and, and uh, you're, you're there to help your team win. And then uh, the difference, I remember going into the NFL, it was you felt like you went from a team environment to a, it's a business now, and there wasn't really this sense of team. I didn't feel like it was more individual based because everybody's fighting for a job. And and so that's the th- what I what I try to incorporate here in business is this idea that, you know, you are a part of your team. I want it to be like a college atmosphere, not an NFL atmosphere because you are on a team, you are trying to win, we're trying to make a difference. And it's not all about an individual performance. It's about how we perform as a team. And that's the, that's what I really try to instill here at this in this organization. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, you know, I, maybe we should, uh, you and I should go and um, visit the LA Lakers or something like that. Tell them it's not just about one person. Hey, it's crazy. I mean, so many businesses are, you know, we're, we're, you know, think about the sales environment, the sales fall that I grew up on, you know, it's dog eat dog. You know, if, if I don't get the lead, it's the first person to walk out to the, to the lot. It's the first person to pick up the phone. It's a dog eat dog. So to build a team environment is pretty rare. And, so for you to, um, to be nominated for, for Tom Dealer of the Year, obviously you're doing some things right. Talk to us about what you see as some of the challenges that are going to be facing dealerships over the course of the next few years. And, and what can we do as dealerships, what can we do as an industry to prepare ourselves for some of these upcoming threats? Well, I think the uh, the biggest thing is obviously, uh, you know, uh, technology is continuing to uh, uh, evolve, and and I and a lot of times we get, you know, I know dealers were famous for, 
well, if it worked, you know, let's just stick with it. And, uh, but, you know, we have to continue to evolve. And I think, so technology, I think, is one of those biggest things is how do we continue to evolve with technology to make it easy for our consumers, easier for our employees, um, because people want a different experience now. We're, we're uh, you know, as, as things change, we're in this now environment. I, the other thing I would say as a challenge is with uh, employees, too, is they, you know, everybody wants instant gratification. And so it's just a, it's a real challenge to show them, hey, if you come here and start here and, you know, work hard, you know, you can end up here. And so I think we're always, it's just that constant challenge of, uh, you know, uh, sharing that it's not an instant gratification society and then, yeah. how, and then uh, c- continuing to stay with this uh, technology and, and, uh, and evolving it into your process to make it uh, a really a first-class uh, experience for your customers and employees. So those are probably two of the biggest challenges I see. So, so drill down for us. What have you done? Like, what have you been doing? That, maybe a project that you're working on, undertaking right now in regards to you know the technology. I mean, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of write-ups saying that autonomous cars are going to come in, and you know, and the, the people are, are buying from brokers now, and people are you know are going to buy from a manufacturer, and the dealers going to be out, and all, all this sort of stuff because people can buy online, or because because you know the, the car dealerships haven't been doing a good job. What from a technology standpoint? What are some of the things that you're working on right now? now um to to not just ready yourself but that you want to be cutting edge and you want to be uh more innovative at your dealership well for us the big thing right now is working with our sales process because historically the car sales process is a laborious long you know uh people feel like they're uh you know, they come into a car dealership, it's going to take hours to buy a car. They feel like they're going to be forced into something that they don't want to buy. And then when it's all said and done, they finally buy a car, you know, the finance process. Oh, I mean, I got to go back there and talk to that guy for another hour. He's going to try to sell me all this stuff. So for us, we are, uh, we've actually been working with our manufacturer. There's a third party that they've uh, partnered with to help dealers, uh, uh, figure out the best practice in streamlining their process. That's going to be a win-win for the customer and the employee. And our, so we are. Uh, that's kind of been an effort we've been working on here for the last few months is to try to define our best practice process to make it easy to buy a car with us. And uh, so that that is one of the major ones we're working on right now. Yeah, it's, it's never been easy. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that still say that the industry hasn't changed, but there's no doubt that the customers, you know, in the instant gratification, they want, uh, they want a quicker process, an easier process and a, and a more transparent one. So that's, uh, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, so tell me, uh, I want to go back to culture for a second. And I want to want to talk about, you know, what, give me an example or somebody, you know, within your organization that, because of what you've done in the community, what, what difference does the, your community aspect have ha, have on the, the people in your organization? You know, like the average salesperson or service personnel that's, that, that's sitting there on a daily basis, when, when, when you have a mission that you do, what, what sort of um, stories or difference has that made um, to the people in your business? Well, it gives them a greater sense of pride of, of, of knowing who they work for and being a part of that. I, 
one of the things we do is we uh, we partner up with uh, different organizations in our communities that have that deal with uh, you know these people in need, and we will bring them in and we'll take a night and we will uh, fix their cars for free, and our techs all volunteer their time. They come in wow. and and it's just a real good team building, and then they get to see uh, this person that they just help them with their car fixing and you know um, they get to experience that um, just that feeling of helping somebody and that's exciting uh, it's exciting to uh, to do that and you know there was a really cool story here uh, we uh, one of the things we do every year with our Christmas parties we share videos of impact stories that have happened throughout the year and and we have a gentleman that just came to work for us that shared the story when he was a kid he remembers uh, his uh, his mom was in the hospital. She was a single mom, and uh, here he's the only child raised by his mom. He just had a massive uh, heart attack. She's in the hospital. This kid, his car broke down, and he was there. That was the only way he could get to school, the only way he could get uh, to work in his, was his car. And uh, his mom's in the hospital. They got no way of affording anything. And uh, we gave uh, him a car in order to, uh, for him to stay in school and keep his job. And anyway, uh, fast forward here quite a few years later, this guy is coming into work and he realizes that, oh my gosh, this was the organization that helped my family uh, when we were struggling. And now he's working for us. And, and you talk about a sense of like, you know, pride of knowing that this company not only helped him when, you know, we didn't even know, you know, <laughs> he didn't know, or, uh, you know, we had no uh, reason to really help him other than is our heart's desire to help this person. And now he's a uh, productive member of society and it gets to work for us and, and they're selling cars for us now. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a neat story. Uh, Right. So it's those type of stories continually that happen over and over that just really build that sense of pride and uh, where you know, people work for us. That's great. I mean, we're blessed to be a blessing, aren't we? And uh, and obviously you've uh, you've jumped on that mission without doubt. And I, you know, I see so many um, so many times in in dealerships where we, you know we we want to do these things in the community so that it brings exposure, but it's always weighted. And it's great talking to you, Mike, because. And it sounds like you're paying it forward regardless of what comes back to you. I mean, it always does, but at the same time, you don't do it with those intentions. And, you know, to, to hear somebody who's got so many missions, who's so many opportunities, you know, obviously somebody in India that you're, that you're helping out through, um, through the venture there is, is, you know, it's not going to buy a car from you, but the ability to give back is just uh, fantastic. I wanted to ask you um, about, in the next couple of years, you know, what do you see as the greatest opportunity? If you're, we're, we're talking to, to dealership general managers, to, to owners, um, to, to people who are potentially in that role uh, in the next few years, what do you see as the big opportunity for us in the automotive space right now? Well, I think for dealers, it's to uh, just to try to stay ahead with, um, you know, to improve our operations, to improve, uh, you know, like, you know, we're, you know, we look at expenses every day. We look at cash flow. We, you know, we try to maximize our, right. I think, you know, and what I think I, I go back to like the 08, 09, when the economy really went down, you know, dealers, we were all looking at ways, how are we going to cut expense? And, you know, we got to 
you know, we want to stay in business, right? So we're looking at everything we can to do that. Well, you know, then you go into a period there where things are good and you kind of lose track of that. I think for dealers, it's to, you know, uh, you never know what the future is going to hold. I think we have to always be looking at ways to maximize our, you know, improve our cash flow, reduce expense, increase sales. You know, so we do look at those things on a regular basis because we do want to maximize everything we do as an organization. I think that as dealers, uh, sometimes we need to step back and we need to make sure that our operations are operating as efficiently as they can, even mm. when things are going good, which we had a pretty good run here for a while. For sure. There's definitely a, a focus on uh, a couple of the interviews I've already done and, and, and that focus on efficiency. Um, I want to leave you, I want you to leave us with one last thought. And that is a question that we, we ask on every episode. And that is this, if you could leave every listener, every dealer uh, tuning in right now with one piece of gold advice in one minute, what would be, what's the one thing that you would say that, you know, cut all the, cut all the rest. If you did this one thing in the next 30 days, you're going to be successful. What's the one area of focus that, that, uh, you, uh, Mike Anderson, wants to leave for the in the next thirty days that you need to work on to be successful. Is that the question? Yeah, in the next thirty days, what what should we what should we as uh, uh, as dealerships be focusing on right now? Well, I would say with interest rates rising, uh, it's inventory control and uh, what are you know how do we and maximizing our uh, you know, uh, or, uh, you know, not allowing inventory to, uh, you know, like with, in, with interest rates rising, we have to do a better job of managing our inventory. So that's the one thing I know uh, from an expense standpoint, we're really focused on us, uh, trying to improve in that area. That's great. That's great. Well, I'm sure you've got plenty of other, um, you know, things coming up at Christmas time to be uh, giving back to the community. Have you had your Christmas party yet? Uh, this weekend, actually, we're uh, having it. So Fantastic. we're kind of excited about that, getting getting all ready for that. So it's an exciting time. Yeah, great. Uh, it so many great stories, uh, um, I'm sure, will come from that. Look, uh, Mike Anderson, we appreciate you being on Top Dealer. That You are, at, without doubt, a top dealer in our mind. And congratulations on the nomination for Time Dealer of the Year. We, uh, we really thank you for being on the, uh, the show today. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Top Dealer. Make sure you go and visit our website, thesaleshustlers.com for all the other episodes and I look forward to seeing you on next week's episode.